Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast, season two, episode two. Season two's theme is our year in review. And episode two is 2021 travel superlatives. With 209 covered bridges, this state has the most covered bridges of any state in the U.S. Lightning struck in an open plain, and we forgot this old city's name. See your breath on window pane. Let's just talk till it strikes again. On my way through, I saw you on my way. All right, Hath. Well, it has to be a state in New England, obviously. Um, well, maybe not obviously, but like one of the older, original 13 colonies okay, states. Okay, we're back to the colonies then. You know, all right, here all we right. are back again. Um, of which we don't know what they still are. We haven't <laughs> looked them up in between episodes. We know pretty much what they are. Uh, Vermont. No, good guess. I no. Not Vermont. Okay, New Hampshire. Not New Hampshire. Oh my you got to come south a little bit. Um, okay. I Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania. Oh my gosh. I'm over 2 with Pennsylvania. I I was legitimately I had to put this in here cuz I was shocked. I I didn't know that I mean, I know I that mean, Pennsylvania has covered bridges and Yeah, cuz there's like 3, amount. 4 or 5 just in the like Outside the Philadelphia suburbs, within yeah. a ten mile radius of our old home. Yeah, Chester I, County has a ton. I yeah, just, I, I didn't know we were yes. so spoiled. I kind of imagined maybe they were more ubiquitous other places. Yeah, like Pro- Vermont. That really surprises me. But I guess like Vermont's a smaller state land wise. Yeah, so I, that, that was my thought. Too, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But are there really a lot of covered bridges? Like outside of Philadelphia area, uh, apparently there's a ton. I, I mean Lancaster, guess, County, Lancaster County, County and that and and yeah. Central PA, and apparently okay. there's I found UncoveringPA.com. Oh, someone went to okay. all 209 covered. Wait, there's bridges. 209. 209 in in Pennsylvania it was pretty fascinating. I, I okay, I need this link. I need this link, and I would be interested since we're all about stats here in our year in review. How many does the next state? have and is it vermont I, or new hampshire i know because I, I don't know why you don't have that information I up tr- there listen i tried because the original stat was this state has the most covered bridges with over 200 and i said over 200 to i don't want that i want the exact number yeah. so and then i had to do some digging to, do to find two, digging. Not, 209 but then yes there was no follow-up of like here's a list of the top 10 covered bridge states in the u.s because i tried to find it and I didn't find it. There, the, that information has to be out there somewhere. Even if well, you just type in Google right now, hey Siri, how many covered bridges does Vermont have? Listen, you can try to pull that up as we go here. I'm telling you, I think it's a little harder than you think. And here's why. Because covered bridges also stop being in use, right? So uh, they said at one point there was over uh, something like, over a thousand covered bridges in Pennsylvania, but now it's down to 209 because, you know, covered bridges, like they 
they they fall down, whatever. Yeah, and they I don't mean, get repaired. So you also see when all through my childhood going through, I guess Pennsylvania had this too, but I, this is the reason why I said New Hampshire or Vermont, because I know specifically, you know, you would drive past an old covered bridge that wasn't in use and there'd be a sign, you know, like raising money to rebuild this bridge. And you know, like I've all, I was always seeing those. So if you're a covered bridge aficionado, let us know. I mean, (laughs) again, I spent a little bit of time trying to find this out. I didn't spend an hour going down cover, looking at covered bridges. Um, I mean, this... And a lot of people were estimating the number. And okay. I don't love estimation. No, it's exact true. Numbers. Exact numbers. I mean, in a quick Google search, it says that Vermont has over 100. Right. So what does that mean? What 199 that mean? or 101? It doesn't Big matter, difference. I guess, because it's not over 200, which... Pennsylvania has this is just fascinating fascinating I can't believe Pennsylvania I was shocked uh, that's why I had to throw it in for those of you who didn't hear the last one apparently Pennsylvania doesn't touch the ocean duh <laughs> not maybe not as fascinating <laughs> to everyone maybe 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 more obvious to some but uh yeah we're on a Pennsylvania kick here so guys this is part two of our five part season here where we're doing our year in review uh if you missed the first one that was our 2021 travel stats um the this is the superlative so this is the back of the year book uh i love superlatives um that's you know back of the year book cutest couple class clown best hair we had one okay weirdest one that we had and my buddy nick won this uh nick's actually <laughs> been on the podcast worst driver actually you know what? Now that I think about it, worst driver isn't that weird of a superlative because maybe that's, you can tell, best driver is a weird superlative. What? How can you determine who the best driver is when you're all like 16, 17, 18? Unless someone's like a race car driver at your school. Best driver? That was a weird superlative. Let us know, guys, at Extra Pack of Peanuts. What, what, did you win any high school superlatives? What were they? And also, did you have a weird one? Because best driver seems weird it's just a hard thing to do so we'll have some superlatives for you now we're also going to do best meals best drinks and desserts is going to be one episode combined and best experiences and we are releasing these netflix style Woo-hoo! which means all at once all in at a once. bingeable season so maybe you are binging right now maybe you're just like i want all the 2021 year in review and you're just going all through them but they're being dropped all at once. All right, let's get into this. We're going to talk accommodations first. And what we did in our stats episode, if you didn't listen to that, I I recommend you go back because it's not just stats, but we try to give a little bit of a backstory of what our year looked like. We we go into how we spent every single day of the year. And we don't talk about how we spent every day of the year, but Heather and I go and figure out where we were every day of the year. And we like in that stats one to give a backstory so that when we get into the superlatives, if you've listened to that one, you might know kind of what we're talking about. We don't have to give the full backstory for everything. Um, so most expensive accommodations. What did you have as your most expensive accommodation? Well, I mean, I this one was a little bit hard for me because I feel like the most expensive, like the most money we spent was at the condos in Costa Rica, but they were actually a really good value for the time there and uh, and comparing them to what they are this normally, year, like normally yes. like in we got 20, it for like three thousand dollars a month and now it's seven thousand dollars right so it's kind of for me that was kind of the most expensive what i have also written here was that the resort that we stayed at at the wild dunes would have been expensive but we used points so i don't know averagely right. 
on average what ni- the nightly rate is there. I, don't need I think like 300 or something okay. per night. But anyway. Yeah, mo- most expensive, I guess. It, it, sh- it could be a what is the highest number value, but yeah. that, that we paid out of pocket. But like I said, because we travel hack, duh, um, and use points and stuff and, and get deals. Yeah, is it what the layman would pay, right, out of pocket if they knew nothing? Um, or is it what we paid? I went with what we paid. Um, two came to mind for me. One was the Spirit Horse Farm up in Kent, Connecticut. Yeah, which I didn't go to. Right. So. I stayed there with Jason, and we rented this huge far- farmhouse on a horse farm for the whole team before our Camp Indie event, before our adult summer camp. And this was in September. So we rented this massive farmhouse, had a pool. We were, it's a working farm as well. There were chickens walking by our door. You know, it was really, really cool. And it was supposed to be for 10, I think there's going to be 10 of us there. And it ended up only being three of us because a lot of people last minute couldn't come because uh, of COVID. They couldn't travel, um, various reasons. So we thought when we rented, we needed this big house and it ended up being three of us. But hey, there was pool tables. There's lots of, yeah, that was about $500 a night. Um, We also rented an Airbnb in the town just south of us when Netflix came and filmed at our house and was did it last minute. We needed to get out of here, but we didn't want to leave the beach. We wanted to stay here because we wanted to spend what we consider one of the best parts of the year here, which is mid to late May. And so we had to find a place to go. And so we found a place through our property managers who were awesome. They had a place that was available to rent. And I think it was $5,000 for 16 nights to rent there, which is actually not a bad deal because it was getting into high season Mm -hmm. here uh, at the beach end of May. And it was, we were booking a week out and it was a four bedroom house. So um, definitely wouldn't, we don't normally spend that much, but we were getting paid by Netflix. So it made it worth it for us to spend that. So $5,000 for 16 nights. Gets a bit pricey. Yeah. Even if it's a decent, even if we did get a pretty good deal for what it was. Um, Cheapest. Um, I don't, I didn't know what the cheapest was. I mean, I guess. I I had here this Wild Dunes Resort. Basically anything we use points for. So we can run through this. We used that the Wild Dunes Resort, which was out on Isle of Palms outside of Charleston. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Isle of Palms is gorgeous. And then the Wild Dunes Resort is gorgeous. And all people also live there full time. It's a golf course. There's a couple hotels, some nice restaurants. And then you like there's beach views there's lots of pools i mean it was just that was amazing i could have spent a couple days more than two days there for sure yeah but we used points and we also used points at two of the three other charleston hotels because we went memorial day weekend last minute Mm -hmm. so stuff was booked so really just to give you a quick little backstory stuff was booked friday and saturday night oh yeah so we did wild dunes tuesday we did wild dunes Wednesday, Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday. Then we had to go pay for accommodations Friday, Saturday. And then we went downtown Charleston when everyone else kind of left. because Sunday, Monday. Sunday, Monday. So two of the three properties we used points at. One was the Hyatt. Hyatt House downtown. Yeah, Hyatt House downtown, Which was a good location and cute and, you know, nice. And Trav saw a lot of that hotel room because he got the stomach virus. stomach virus. And I was in it basically the whole weekend of Charleston. But, uh, yeah, so we did this funky little pay for a really cheap hotel in the middle there. It wasn't, didn't actually end up being that cheap. We'll get to that. But um, used points on either end of that to have a really cool experience. Wait, it didn't end up being that cheap? 
the the middle part. So we went yeah. the dunes yeah. for two nights on points. Then we went to La Quinta yeah. uh, outside of Charleston and we had to pay out of pocket right. for that because it was that Friday, Saturday night. Yeah. So it wasn't cheap for what it was oh. because it was it was Memorial Day weekend. I mean, it was a cheap hotel. Well, I mean, but it what was, was it? Like 109 bucks or something? It was. I think it was $189 a night. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, not worth it. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. It was Memorial <laughs> yeah. Day weekend. So like we had to do it. Yeah. And then we used points downtown okay. Sunday and Monday. I didn't even remember that. I guess I thought we used points for all six nights, but. No, we couldn't. We gotcha. were getting locked out. We didn't gotcha. know what to do. All right. Yeah. Best value. Here's where it becomes a little more okay. abstract. Yes. Um, so for us, I guess the best value was Sunrise Condos because the first month we were there, it was 3000 for the whole month. I negotiated very hard and we got a, a two for three a bedroom. Three bedroom ground floor across from the beach, mm-hmm. right next to the pool mm-hmm. for $3,000 for a full month. Yes. And like we said, this January... It's seven thousand dollars. Correct. May plus maybe more. Yeah, um, and then because it was COVID and le- even less people were traveling, there were more people there in January. But then February, I think when Canada was like, you can't come back to Canada without quarantining for ten days. A lot of Canadians go to Costa Rica, and especially this apartment complex a lot of Canadians come there, they own there, they rent there, and so when that happened, and I feel like. 20% of this whole like 70 unit condo was empty oh, or was, no, was full. Yeah. I mean. yeah. So 80% oh, eas- was empty easily. So when that happened, Trav was like, well, we're going to stay another month. Can we have it for 2000 uh, or 2,500? It was 2,500 for month two. Okay. And, and we knew that no one was renting it yeah. because we went to them and just said, all right, no one's renting this. So we'll give you 2,500 or you can take your chances and hope someone randomly rents it yeah. and you get more. And they're like, no, no, 2,500 is great. And then month three, Three, we ended up getting it for two thousand a month because we, again we just stayed yeah. and said, "Hey, we'll, we want it a little cheaper. We'll stay. We'll pay you right now." Uh, so yeah, it was three thousand month one, twenty five hundred month two, two thousand month three. There you go, and awesome we, value. We, yeah, and just ask, right? I mean, you never know; they could say no, but if they say yes, then you can save a thousand dollars. Yeah, so three bedroom across the street from the <laughs> beach with an awesome pool. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. unit was like old school inside, but nice enough. So um, yeah. Great, 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 great time. Um, my then best value, another best value, I just wanted to throw this in there, was the New Orleans Marriott. So I went here last minute to go to Bigger Pockets Conference. And I, up until like the night before, I was looking for a place. No, everything was crazy expensive in New Orleans for whatever that weekend. I don't know why the Saints were had a game at home. Again, who knows? And I looked at a thing that, that, um, someone had emailed me about uh, actually the founder Nate and it was called room steals and he was like try oh, this yeah. out and it was going to be $290 a night for this New Orleans Marriott and I ended up using room steals so I highly recommend checking out it's a subscription service so I think you pay don't don't quote me but I think it's like $79 a year and then they just get wholesale prices for hotels and I was like oh but you can see what the prices are even before you pay the subscription and this Marriott was $99 so it was down from like whatever 289 to $99 and I thought well yeah I'll gladly pay $79 to then book three nights so yeah I saved something like again $600 and I spent $79 yeah. so check out room steals awesome product. Yeah. I'm going to have Nate on the podcast. We're going to talk about it. But like he had been telling me I created this thing and I thought, okay, I don't stay at hotels that much. And then I used it 
And I was like, this is insane. It's funny just how excited you got talking about that deal. It's like how we used to feel about travel and like your whole aura, your whole body was just like buzzing right then because yeah, you are a travel hacker through and through and you're like, oh my gosh, this is an amazing steal. And it just, you know, it brings back that joy of like finding a good deal when you're traveling. I will never, no matter how much money I have in this world, I will never lose the joy I get out of getting value. Yeah. And almost also a high, like it's like a, a, a high. It is. Get. I yeah. mean, so I was at the conference. I was telling everyone about room steals because I said, everyone's like, oh yeah, you know, this, this t- cost me 280 bucks. I said, I booked last night. They're like, oh, it must've been crazy. I said, yeah, it would have been, except I used room steals. It was $99. So not every time are you going to find the exact hotel you want. This just, just ended up working. Actually, yeah. the hotel I stayed at wasn't the one with a conference at it. It was across the street. And the reason I picked that one was because it had a pool. So like I was in a better hotel <laughs> with a pool yeah. paying one third the price of everyone else. So um, I honestly, yeah. I we haven't the had to stay at a hotel since. The travel hacker is sense. still there. He's still there. He's still there. So thank you, Nate, for making room steals. I'm, I'm, it's like I want to go places now and stay at hotels just to use room steals. Well, that's music to my ears because I love a good hotel. Yeah. So, all right. Tra- uh, changing veins here. Worst value worst value so i i don't i don't have a worst value because i wasn't sure because you were the one who booked things i mean i guess now that you mentioned that like quinta la quinta quinta Quinta, i mean that one i've i forgot because i thought we had used points but paying 190 bucks for that place when it was not a very no, luxurious it was, spot it was to spend two, yeah it was very motel like yeah i mean it was fine but it was right by the highway motel style i i agree that was bad value I, it was like bad value but also good value because everything else it was more sure. due, day weekend it was like 300 500 bucks so relatively decent value but bad value because of timing okay. i have another one too you didn't even really stay here much we had to when Heather got COVID in Costa Rica, she had to quarantine and we decided that she would stay in the three bedroom condo, which was our best value. Yay. Sunrise Yay. condo unit number 33. Um, she would stay there, which meant myself and the kids and my parents who were there had to find another place. And so we went to a place that was fine, but it was like a standalone house and it was last minute. And I think we ended up paying 350 a night which isn't awful but it was just we didn't like it as much as the condos as the sunrise condo because it was further from the beach and it had its own pool but it just it was like actually a nice house but the experience wasn't as good as the condos because our friends were at the condos and things like that so i just put that as worst value because we had to move out of a place that we had already paid for yeah. to then book a place, you know, for seven days at like tw- yeah. around two thousand. But it, it was nice because, like, at the condos, you guys were not sick, and it, it this like quarantining really did work because I got COVID, and we have no idea where I got it from, and nobody else got it right, so. I was like, I'm just going to stay in this bedroom. And you're like, okay, well, we'll see if we can make this work. But it was hard with the kids there. And then we couldn't use anything at the 
at the condo. So even though everybody else had tested negative, the condo association was like, well, you guys can't use the pool. You can't Nor use... Nor did we want to. Like, no, I didn't really feel I mean, comfortable right? using so, all the amenities. Even though you're saying it's the worst value and you didn't like it as much, you did the house had a pool. So you had stuff that you could do with the kids. Whereas if you'd been at sunrise, you know, you would have been... Listen. Like having to sneak out to go to the beach and because it was a condo and everybody knew that one of us had COVID in there, you know, it was a little funky. I, so, we didn't have many bad ex accommodation experiences. Yeah, we well, because we didn't go that many places. We didn't go that many places. Yeah. So then, yeah, I mean, it was just the fact that we were paying out of, it was good for what it was, but we were paying out of pocket because of a situation, i.e. COVID. Um, um, yeah, and, you know, also we could have put up here like... Um, the, not that it was a bad value, but the Belknap Inn that we stayed at at Winnipesaukee being crammed into a small hotel room, but then it was raining every well, day. That, yeah, again, it's like so all these quote-unquote bad values were stuff out of the control of the hotel. Thing. Yeah. That was a tough experience yeah. in a one little hotel room, and it rained for nine straight days when we thought we'd be on the lake every day. Um, okay, favorite accommodation. Uh, mine, hands down, was the Nosara Beach Hotel that we stayed at in that little jungle, well, I guess big jungle village on the coast in Costa Rica. It was such a super, super cool hotel. And, you know, we, we drove to Nosara. We didn't have a place booked to stay. And we texted a friend who was familiar with Nosara. And we're like, where should we get lunch? We went to this awesome place. And you could kind of see this hotel from this restaurant. And like we said in the previous podcast, like Nosara is cut out of the jungle. So it's all different roads. It doesn't connect easily. It's a very interesting landscape, right? So the fact that there was this hotel that you could see from this restaurant that was like literally carved out on a cliff next to the beach. You were like, what? It had a huge spire like a on it. turret situation. Like, it looked, what is that yeah. thing? Anyway, we found it online. I don't, or we went up to it or something, and we, we just asked how much it was. We also looked online. We I used think it points. Was cheap. We used points. We used hotel a free hotel night. It was on hotels.com. We had a free oh right hotels.com. I'm like, what? It wasn't a no, Marriott. No, 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 it no. wasn't a Hilton. No, this no, is hotels.com. Very, very much yeah. independent hotel and yeah. very cool. Yeah, and it, it was awesome. It was just up there. Uh, again, you could see the turret from the middle of like up above the jungle and it sat right at this point where there are two beaches on either side of it and it was at this point and it looked out over the point and then you could look either <clears throat> way and see either of the beaches and you were up a, yeah you were up at the top of the cliff and above the cliff and above the or above the trees on the cliff it was awesome yeah it was a very i'm trying to think of the right architecture is it is it gaudi the one who's in does all well, the buildings in barcelona yeah and it was originally built to be gr uh, greek style yeah, and yeah so it, it was not it was not designed and built by gaudi but it was kind of that really funky style very funky. and it was built i think in the 70s, 70s and then had been it was only open I, we did a ton of research now i'm forgetting everything but it was only open for like maybe 10, 15 years, and then it, it fell into disrepair, I think, in the 90s, and someone had just bought it and 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 completely, like, re-renovated it, like, kept the original yeah. bones, but come in, had come in and renovated it, and I think it had opened 
couple years earlier. Then. Yeah, it's so cool though. And and even if we hadn't used a free night, it was only like I think two hundred bucks, bucks a night. Not only, I mean that isn't like the cheapest hotel, but for what it was, I thought that that was really affordable. And like it should be more money because of it being recently renovated and such a cool experience at this boutique hotel. All of the rooms had this very minimalist Bali vibe in it. I took all these photos and just the, the grounds and the property were very beautiful. Lots of great landscaping. The pool was really beautiful and fun. And then they had this big like old, old deck like looking out over the ocean, you know? And so it was just such a super cool place. And if we go back to Nosara this year, I don't know if we're going to make that road trip from Tamarino to Nosara or not, since we'll only be there for three weeks. But if we do, I'm a hundred percent staying there again because it's such a cool place. It's it's. Oh, and they had great breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. They did. Uh, it's exactly what you want when you're looking for, a unique travel experience. You're yeah. like, wh who built this? You know, me, I always want to, I have a million questions and, and they couldn't, like the staff there wasn't kind, they kind of answer, but they didn't know. And then I did a bunch of digging, but like, who built this? Why do they build this? Why is this here? <laughs> you know, tell me the story and, and obviously supporting like a, a local business too. So we loved it. It was great. And I saw a beach hotel. I, for, I, I mean, I didn't put it on my list as my favorite, but I probably should have. I have two different ones. One was the Sunrise Condos that we've talked at length about in Tamarindo. It was perfect. It was yeah, perfect for I three mean, months. They, the interior was ugh, not great, but no. what a nice place to call home. You just walk out a few steps to the pool. Our, our, because we were ground level, our um, apartment became, our condo became like the the place that all the kids would then come and hang out at because it was right off the pool and theirs were like on the third and fourth floor. So, you know, people would leave their surfboards and their stuff. We had this deck there. We could just look out at the pool, you know. Yeah, that was nice. It was great. It, it the was great. beach was right across from the street. So for me, perfect place. My dad loved it too so much that he's like, I want to buy a place here. So come on, dad, buy a place here. Then we <laughs> we'll can go see. back every week. Yeah, every and then we can maybe renovate it so that the inside sure. makes the experience a little better because it was a very outdated inside. It was. The other favorite that I had was Club Getaway. So as I've mentioned before, we did a, an adult summer camp and it was at a place called Club Getaway, which was spectacular. I'm just an amazing crew of people, amazing staff. The owner, David's awesome. Um, Leslie, who's the, the manager, was awesome. I mean, we worked with them for three years to, to get this adult summer camp off the ground. Obviously, COVID kept pushing it back. And um, the grounds are amazing. Heather, unfortunately, didn't get to go, but you could go on high ropes courses. You know, even just we had perfect weather in the middle of September. So we we're out on the lake. People were Sounds wakeboarding. Idyllic. We were laying on the big inflatable. You know, the kids always get to play on them, but we the as adults, yeah, the big inflatable thing. water things, um, like pyramids and also club getaway, just an amazing three days that we got to spend there. So uh, a memory that I will never forget and will definitely be on my best experiences list Ooh. as well. All right. Finish up accommodations here. Least favorite. So my least favorite, I again, I don't want to throw shade to either of these properties because they're fine properties. And one of them is, is our bungalows, um, which is going to be amazing. But when we were staying there for two weeks, 
with some pretty bad weather and a transitional phase of, you know, hiring contractors, beginning renovations, moving furniture out, moving furniture in, not having a working kitchen with two toddlers, it was tough. So that was kind of my least favorite, but also a little bit followed by the bad weather we had at Winnipesaukee in July when usually the weather is amazing. And while I do like the Belknap Point Inn and it was a great location and they had paddle boards and you know, a place to sit by the lake and barbecue. Incredible views over Winnipesaukee. Great views over Winnipesaukee. So I would stay there again. But the fact that we were there for how many nights? Nine nights. Nine. And I feel like seven out of those nine days it rained. Yes. It was it was yeah, it Which was is hard. so unusual. It was for hard that to be time. in a hotel and, Yeah, and it was like, what kids. do you do now in the rain? When you're at a lake and there's not that much to do. Right. And then the, the one day I even succumbed and I took them to this, the largest indoor arcade in like the US called Fun Spot, which I went to many a times as world. a child. I think the world. Give it might be the world. It might be the largest arcade in the world. And then the kids got sick like seven days later and I thought for sure they got COVID because I took them to a, the largest indoor arcade. In the world. In the world. Fortunately, they didn't. <laughs> they just had a common cold, but it was very stressful. <laughs> it's yeah. very stressful. So those, not that the accommodations were bad, it was more the experiences experience. were bad. Yep. Yeah. Uh, when you get bad weather and you're crammed into a small space, it's tough. With toddlers. Yeah. yeah. My least favorite was the La Quinta in Charleston. Yeah. Had I mentioned. remembered that one, I probably Again, would have put that. Uh, you know, we needed a place to stay. It was Memorial Day weekend. I was just happy to get something under 200 bucks, but I, there's okay. nothing special. Yeah. And there's no the fact that there. that La Quinta was a similar price to the Nosara Beach Hotel in Costa Rica, I am like, oh my goodness. Yeah. What a bad value that was. <laughs> All right. Let's get into uh, experiences uh, out of accommodations into experiences. Craziest thing that you did this year? So I have two. I have two as well. So you give one, I'll give one. You okay. give one, I'll give one. Uh, the first thing is purchased the bungalows within... Okay, that's my first one. Was it 72 hours? Was it even 48 hours? We call it the bungalows or the cottages. It's interchangeable. Yeah, yeah we bought a set of four bungalows mm -hmm. and it happened. We were under contract from the moment that we saw, from the moment they were listed to the under contract in less than 72 hours. And during that time, we were road tripping to Charleston. Yeah. And so we're like on the phone, we're like driving to Charleston, like, you got to get your offer tonight. Okay, we get our offer and we're writing a letter to them. You know, we're negotiating this and financing. That. I mean, it was just wild. And I don't know what it was about these these cottages. When we bought them, they were called cottages. Um, the previous owners, the Smiths, lovely, lovely people. They were called the Smith Cottages. And, you know, just upon first seeing them, we were like, this would be great. We've driven past these multiple times. And a then day, multiple times a day. Yeah, because they're like literally down the road from our beach house. And then for whatever reason, you know, I did a second walkthrough and I was like, this feels like we need to have these. Usually I am the one <laughs> who's pushing to get real estate. Yeah. And I liked them, but I... I just ran through them pretty quickly. It was hectic. We were getting ready to leave for Charleston. The kids were there. I'm like, this is cool. This is a cool property, but they need a lot of updating inside. You know, we haven't done renovations on this scope before. So I was just thinking through things and Heather walked through the second time with our realtor, Danielle, and came out and said, we're getting these cottages. And I was like, whoa, okay. Normally I'm the one saying we're doing this. She's yeah, like, I was very invested. I just had this feeling. I don't know. It was just like this intuition, this feeling that overcame me. Like this is meant to be ours. Like I, I I've never really felt it before. I mean, I felt it a bit with the beach house. Um, but then I don't know, for some reason, because since we bought the beach house, you know, we, we 
wanted to find something else in North Carolina. And these really felt like they were the ones. And then, we, so we made it happen very quickly. Made very it quickly. happen. And it was wild. Still making it happen. Still, making Still renovating it happen. them. It's an ongoing process. I would say that's part of the craziest thing we did because each yeah. one of them will essentially be taken down to the studs and redone inside. And yeah. that's you know, not for the faint of heart. And no. we're certainly learning a lot of lessons as we mm-hmm. do it. And we talked a lot about that in our short-term rental season, which was season one. So you can go listen to all that. But yes, that was a crazy thing because it it all came together very, very quickly. Um, and while was, we were on a road trip. While we were on a road trip. <laughs> and was bigger than anything we had done as far as yes. purchase price and also as far as the amount of work that was yeah. going into it. So Yeah, we'll keep right. you posted on that. But um. That, that was mine as well. Yeah. What's your other one? My second one is that we rented our beach house to Netflix. I mean, that's that's pretty crazy. I mean, Netflix filmed a movie at our house. Yeah, where we're sitting was the nursery for yeah. Kate Bosworth's fake child. Or, you know. Well, <laughs> movie I mean, baby. Movie baby, yeah. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that was just a very wild experience. The movie is not out yet, but we look forward to seeing it. It's called Along for the Ride. Should be coming out, be like late spring of yeah. 2022 is what we've heard uh it's a it's a movie about summer so my guess it would come out late spring to play on yeah that theme. so that'll be interesting um to see how they really transformed our house into something that is almost unrecognizable to us yes, yes. so yeah um that was very cool very very cool uh i have craziest thing done it was run an adult summer camp I've mentioned this, but it was three years in the making. We thought we were going to run it in 2020. This was after putting a deposit down in 2019 and starting to talk about it at the end of 2018. And it just kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed. And thankfully, if you guys are listening, you came to Camp Indy uh, and you stuck with us. I mean, thankfully, most people bought tickets, just kept saying, we understand and we're going to stay with you. We ended up having 80 people at an adult summer camp. Um, in September, it was everything we ever wanted. It was a perfect experience. We had 80s and 90s dance parties. We had karaoke. It so much fun. Oh, we, you know, got to hang hang out on, on all the water activities, got to do the ropes courses, got to have some cool speakers. And really the, the beauty of it was just bringing together amazing people, all who wanted to be or are location independent in an environment. And for a lot of people, this was the first time they had traveled or done something since COVID or, or at least in a group of this setting. And, uh, you know, we had all those safety protocols, everyone had to get tested and stuff before, before they came. But, um, it was amazing to be in and around people in real life again and have those experiences. So, um, it was crazy for, because, uh, the experience itself, but also because of the length of time it took to pull this off. And finally, it got to happen. Jason, my business partner over there, flew over from Norway. So I got to see him for the first time in a couple of years. So just, yeah, we dreamed about it in 2018. Yeah. And uh, here in September 2021, it finally, finally happened. So yeah, that's super awesome. happy about that. Um, all right. One of your favorite categories, best thing you bought. You know, at first I was like, what is the best thing I bought? And then very clearly something came to mind, which we already mentioned in the last podcast. And that is our minivan, also known as an MPV rebranded by Kia as a multi-purpose vehicle. The minivan that doesn't look like a minivan. No, this is not sponsored, but maybe it should be. Come on, Kia. <laughs> Throw some money our way. We'll we talk bought, about the Kia Carnival all day long. We bought 
our very first brand new car, Travis and I have never together or separately purchased a brand new car off the lot. No. Uh, we've always bought pre-owned cars and used cars. And um, yeah, we just decided with the way the market is right now, used cars were very expensive. We looked into buying a used minivan or maybe a truck. We realized that for our lifestyle um, with owning properties, having to do some construction stuff, furniture delivery stuff with our kids with our travel that we needed a bigger vehicle and so we decided to get the minivan the mpv the 2022 2022 Kia, Kia Carnival, Carnival. Baby. and that was a that was a, talk about a crazy things that took a lot of work it really did with the chip shortage now because of the pandemic and everyone wanted cars so you couldn't find used cars you couldn't find new cars you especially couldn't find Kias, because I mean we've always They're been popular, fans of Kias. and um, yeah. this Carnival is an amazing minivan because it doesn't really look like a minivan. It kind of looks like an SUV. Um, it has lots of great features, and so people were just like chomping at the bits to get this minivan. We bought it in Philadelphia before we moved back down to North Carolina for the sheer fact that there are about forty Kia dealerships within fifty miles. Yeah, and I called every single one. And of he them. called every single one of them for the Finally make and one. the model, and we still didn't even get the trim level that we wanted, but it still is amazing. Um, and every day since we've had it, we have loved it. The kids fit in it. We've, <laughs> it's so amazing. I mean, it hauls eight people. We, we're like, it's great. There are times I'm throwing boxes in the back of that minivan. And I'm thinking, okay, well, surely this all won't fit. And then I get all this stuff in. I'm like, there's still room for two kids I know. in here. We picked up kitchen cabinets for one of the bungalows from Lowe's and yeah. fit them all in there. I mean, it's such an amazing thing. So it is by far the best thing that we bought in 2020. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. But yes, end sponsored Kia Post here. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a great purchase. Uh, funny that, you know. Like if you would have told me five years ago we were talking about buying a minivan as our best purchase, I'd be like, okay, I really. But I, I'm with you. It's awesome. I have three. I'm going to go through them really quickly, just because they all have a tiny story behind. Oh wow. Them. Okay. One, uh, I bought a surfboard down in Costa Rica. The reason this is special to me is because it was shaped. The guy who is a, a local shaper there, an Argentinian guy named Shay, uh, he shaped it for himself. It was his. It's carbon fiber, so it's like a, everyone who sees it, it's black. So everyone who sees it, it's a who very knows surfboards, sexy. knows like, oh my gosh, it's a carbon fiber board, which is way above my pay grade. Like I do, most people don't make carbon fiber boards because they're so expensive that most people wouldn't buy them. Like the guys who shape them don't make them because they're like, well, this is just too expensive for people to buy because the material is so expensive. But Shay made it for himself. I was looking for a huge board. I went in, I said, I want a little bit of a long board. He was showing me some stuff. He's like, well, I did make this one for myself. I don't use it that much. I could sell you this. And uh, yeah, so it just, it sticks out. And I always use that line to everyone when I'm out surfing and inevitably getting crushed by waves. I'm like, this board is above my pay grade. Like, don't expect to see some crazy moves on this board, yeah. folks. Um, yes, it's a carbon fire board. Yes, it's amazing. Um, I'm growing into it because it is more for like intermediate to advanced. And I am definitely not intermediate and certainly not advanced, but uh, just cool. I'm glad to have it. And it's like a special, it's it's completely one of a kind. Like you won't yeah. find it anywhere else because yeah. you made it for himself. I I'm so happy that you got it because it's a cool experience. It's a cool story. And to have a board from a place that we love, from a renowned shaper, you know, it's just very cool. And I have always been an advocate of, you know, shopping where you're traveling for the experience to support a local business for the memory to have that item, you know, it's just really cool. So I'm glad that you are we on should, board. We should mention, I didn't Literally even think about on this. Literally on board. On there. Oh my gosh. 
Um, <laughs> we didn't even mention this, or I didn't think about this until now. The the process of getting this home, I couldn't find oh a surfboard bag. So I was wrapping pool noodles around it, mm-hmm, cardboard. putting cardboard on top, and then oh, yeah. duct taping it. And we had to get that home to North Carolina on the plane. Um, so it, it protected it really well. I will say that I dropped my board the other day on the rocks, trying to get over the rocks here, and it dinged it. So mm. I... It, it made it home from Costa Rica with my crazy duct tape together, mm-hmm. cardboard noodle concoction. Um, and then I dropped it here right outside my house and dinged it. So either way, still awesome story. Second thing I want to mention really quickly, a light, light I'm, I'm mentioning clothes. So this is crazy. <laughs> a lightweight long sleeve hoodie um, that Heather bought for me from Carolina Surf Brand. So again, shopping local. Carolina Surf Brand is a local place here. We love them. They're great people. Cool little surf shop. Um, the reason I like this so much, I wear it all the time, is because I don't ever want to be somewhere that I need something that's heavier duty than this super thin, it's lightweight It's like a rash hoodie. guard, almost. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you wouldn't like wear guard. it as a rash guard like out in the ocean, but um, yeah. I don't want to be anywhere yeah. that I have okay. to wear anything Thicker than that. All uh, right. Last and one. Last one. Wow, you're really okay. Come on. You know, hey, I'm just saying for somebody who's frugal, you have three purchases opposed to my one. So I don't know. Stories. This is <laughs> going to be one for you as well. We built an outdoor shower at our house. Well, we did not build it. We oh, had it course. built. You guys listening should know we did not build it. <laughs> we had an outdoor shower built at our house that now has hot water and. Is it uh, falling down and covered in rust? Yes. Like the old one. And it is awesome. It's amazing. Uh, we yeah. have had always said ever since this trip that we took to Italy where they had this amazing outdoor shower at this farmhouse, we've always said like, we want to have an outdoor shower. Obviously it wasn't working in the suburbs of Philadelphia, really. We were in a town. Like, yeah, can- I mean, your cousin Megan has one at her house in Philly city limits. Yes, but she has like a backyard that yeah. makes it, she can do it. She has some privacy. Anyway- I shower in an outdoor shower almost every single night, especially now that it's getting into winter and there's hot water. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes it much more enjoyable than the freezing cold water coming out of it. Yes, so, it's beautiful. Uh, super good purchase. Great. All right. Great, the, great three purchases. Thank you. The biggest change. I think this is probably the same for both of us. Moving to North Carolina yes. permanently. Like permanently, we no longer own any homes, short-term rental or home homes home homes at all in pennsylvania which is very strange yes we officially moved down to north carolina Mm -hmm. this past august um and yes that's definitely the biggest change to uproot our life a place that i grew up and you know we've traveled quite a bit obviously yeah i mean we had that home while we lived in japan while we were nomadic you know we we had it for 14 years yep so to officially move down to costa rica or Or costa rica whoa 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 easy Whoops. Easy. Uh-oh. We're not moving to Costa Rica. Subconsciously trying to get something <laughs> slipping in here. Yeah. But yeah, that was the biggest change. We've talked a lot about it on the podcast, so we don't have to belabor that. But yeah, picking up your your whole entire home base and moving down here, um, we're very happy we did, but it has not come without challenges and, and things to navigate. But ultimately, we're happy we did it, but it's it's a massive So was, it, was that the same for you? It was. Yeah. Most unexpected thing in a good way. So for me, this also comes kind of hand in hand with moving to North Carolina. And I have to just say that the most unexpected thing for me is finding 
a new friend here in North Carolina that has become such a good friend. And I, I want to shout out Sarah's name because in our Thanksgiving Things podcast, especially, uh, we met we met this couple, Sarah and Craig, and their little boy, Sam, who's the same age as Hadley. And we just randomly met them at the playground. And we said that we were so thankful for meeting them in our Thanksgiving Things podcast. But we said that we almost forgot to mention them because uh, they had been on my me, list. We almost <laughs> forgot to mention them. I had two you forgot people to that we met, two groups of people, like our friends from Argentina who we are in Costa Rica with, and then Sarah and Craig and Sam. And before I could say Sarah and Craig and Sam, Trav was like, oh, and I'm thankful for this person. So then when we came back around, like I was like, oh my gosh, I almost forgot which I should not have almost forgot. So, And they have been, <laughs> since that podcast came out, they have been calling themselves. They actually listened to some of the podcasts. Are, they said, oh, we're really glad we're your second best friends of 2021. So but, um, this is you officially yes, saying they've, they've gotten to the yes, number and, one spot. And specifically, Sarah has become such a close friend of mine while we're here. And it's unexpected because, you know, we have a lot of wonderful friends and family in Pennsylvania. And it was really hard to leave that and coming to North Carolina permanently, you know, we have some friends here, but Sarah is the one who has really just supported us and supported me and has just been such an amazing person to have in my life, making this transition to move here that much easier. Yeah. Um, and so. unexpected too, because we met them randomly at the playground, like all the other friends we've met here have happened in, let's say more expected ways through friends of friends or we, you know, parties or, mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever. Um, you know, they get recommended, but Sarah and Craig just were at the playground at the right time for us. And, uh, they are amazing friends. Um, most unexpected thing in a good way that I have down here is getting to stay in Costa Rica. So we mentioned yeah. in our, especially in our last podcast in episode one, that we stayed in Costa Rica for a total of 75 days, I believe. And, this was awesome. It was awesome because it was slow travel. We, for the first two months, didn't even have a car. So we really, when we said we stayed there, we were in this little town of Tamarindo. We didn't even go anywhere else. Um, and it was great, but it was unexpected that we stayed there so long because originally we put our house up here on the beach to rent for January. We didn't, well, for just end of Jan December into January, we didn't know if anyone would rent it and they did. And they started renting it. And so we called our property manager, Sean, up. We're like, Sean, hey, uh, seems like it's renting pretty well. Could you just put it up for February? If it rents, we'll stay in Costa Rica. It did. So in February, like, can you put it up for March? If it rents, we'll stay in Costa Rica. It did. And so, yes, unexpected in a good way, getting to stay in Costa Rica and doing our first real, I, I would say, like slow travel experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, three, almost three months, three months in a place yeah. where we didn't even travel from there to a lot of other places was awesome. Yeah, it was it was really good. We definitely had a great time there and also was so great because we met another family. We met some other people too, but the one family um, from Argentina, Isa and Rodrigo and their five children, you know, became like family to us. So I think yeah, that- Yeah, so that, much so that we're going back in- a month to go see them. Right. So, um, in Costa Rica. you know, that was also unexpected that we would meet people there who, I mean, not, I guess we do meet people. We have friends from traveling that's happened other times in our but life. Usually friends are but, traveling quicker or we're traveling quicker. And yeah. here they were there for three months. So are we. Yeah. So three months with, you know, spending every day with them, you become, you know, you have a bond that's a lot stronger usually than a couple days meeting sure. someone while they're traveling. Yeah. So that was really incredible. Most unexpected thing 
in a bad way. Hmm. Well, I know what mine is, which was getting COVID in yes, Costa Rica. Well. So yeah. we talked about how awesome Ugh. it was to uh, slow travel in Costa Rica. One of the reasons we did, we were already planning on staying longer. One of the reasons my parents stayed longer, which I'm actually thankful for, is that Heth got COVID. You got COVID. Mm-hmm. And this is mine too, so we can both talk about it. it yeah. And that led you to having to quarantine for 10 days, which meant we had to move to a new place, which meant I was with the kids and my parents were like, uh, yeah. I don't know if you're going to survive yeah, Travis has never own. been with the kids alone, even for one night, maybe. I'm I not mean, sure. 10 days in a foreign country, <laughs> I could have handled it. It would have yeah, been Yeah, it would have been really hard for you. And so that was, I was so thankful for Travis' parents, you know, that it happened while they were there and so thankful that nobody else got it, especially Travis' parents who are in good health but are in that margin of people who are older and, you know, therefore could have a worse case of COVID. Fortunately, my case was also not that bad physically. You know, I had a fever, which is why I thought maybe I had COVID and got tested and all that. We don't need to go into detail. But, you know, emotionally, it was really hard to have to be stuck in an apartment by yourself in a foreign country for 10 days with not a whole lot to do. You know, I was thinking back on it. If it had happened, for example, like at our own home and you have to stay at your own home, you could at least work on home projects. You could do stuff. I mean, I was literally like losing it. It was so wild to have to stay in a small condo even where you couldn't even go outside for 10 days. Right, because there's no backyard or anything like that. No, it was very hard. It was not conducive. Yeah, but whatever. It happens. Yeah, Um, I I had that too. That was definitely the most unexpected thing. Um, Most underwhelming thing. I guess we'll give another womp womp. I know. I'm kind of in the womp womp portion of the show. We sure for me, I, it was kind of hard for me to pick something here. I don't oh, know. That's good. But what I came up with is that the beach in Tamarindo actually is not like the most beautiful beach you'll ever see. So it's very underwhelming. And I'm glad that I had seen pictures of it before we arrived. So I knew what to expect in a way. Um because it's not very tropical. It's on the Pacific side. So, you know, if you're on the Caribbean side or the Gulf, you know, you feel like you get those tropical vibes. Sure. It... it it's just, I grew to love it because we spent so much time there and, and it was a beach right is a beach. The main you know? beach was right across right the street across from the our street. condo. So, so great. A, a beach anywhere is and better than- surfing and stuff like that. Than not a beach, right? For us anyway. We're big beach people, clearly. But yeah, it's a bit underwhelming. It's not like super gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, if you go down the coast of Costa Rica, there are a lot more beautiful beaches than the main one in Tamarindo. Even if you go down to Avianas, which is about a half hour drive down- you know, in our opinion, way more beautiful, whiter sand, Yeah. you know, all the cleaner water, things like that. So, but yeah, Tamarindo has all the other stuff, like the things to do and, you know, people. right. I mean, and, and you have the town restaurants right on yes. the beach so and the restaurants. That's what the beach, makes so. it magical. And the, the fact that we're going back, but yeah, the beach itself is a, not the most beautiful beach you've ever seen. No. Agreed. Um, most underwhelming thing for me was Charleston. Yeah. I had been looking forward to going to Charleston for years and years and years and years. Um, I got an Instagram message actually the other day. I'm sorry. I can't remember who it was, but it was super funny where they said something about how they went to Charleston and loved it, but it was just a couple's trip and how his buddy went to Charleston with two kids <laughs> and said it was the worst trip he's ever had. Um, so I, yeah. one, I do think not that Charleston can't be family friendly. Yeah. But I think for us, agreed that it would be better if you were going on a couple trip because what you want to go is like eat. At least for us, we'd want to go eat and drink, and, drink. and stroll around and, you know, stuff that a four and a two year old aren't going to want to do, especially if it's hot and humid and things like that. So 
Plus, you got sick. Hattie so got sick. Thing. I got sick. I wanted to eat a lot. We, I, I spent two days eating nothing. Um, and so, yeah, it just, it, we will be back because it's only three hours away. And uh, yeah. I look forward to going back. But I very much wanted to fall in love with Charleston. And I went and I thought, yeah, this isn't the experience that I had in my head. Yeah, I mean, I got to do a little bit more because I didn't get sick until after we got back from Charleston. It took a, like two days for it to hit me. Um, so I got to do a little bit more, and I also got to spend a little bit of special time just with the kids and then even just with Whit because then Hattie got a little sick. So while she was napping um, with Trav, the two of them were sequestered in the hotel room, and I went out with Whit, and we went to Jenny's Ice Cream. So we did have, like, some little fun experiences, but... um. Yeah, I thought it was beautiful. I also think that the the places around Charleston, like we went yes. to Sullivan's Island, we yes. went to Folly Beach, the Isle of Palms. That was awesome and super family friendly. Yeah, so when I'm talking about the Charleston trip being underwhelming, I'm talking about like just, just the, the two days part, in Charleston. You had a stomach flu, yeah. so I'm not really sure that you can just like hey, throw Charleston under did the I? proverbial I think bus I, there. First off. Our podcast, I could do what I want. <laughs> Secondly, I had to pick something that was most underwhelming, and it for me was the city of Charleston. Uh, knowing that I'm going back, though. Uh, all right, neatest person we met. For me, this is a pretty easy one because uh, we met lots of great people. But I thought the most interesting was Elias, uh, the surf instructor from Tamarindo, because he's such a beautiful soul, and he gave Trav a couple lessons. Yeah, I don't, maybe I six or seven, three, you had a three. You know, getting COVID for 10 days, you know, really cramped the whole getting out surfing uh, style we had rolling before that. And, you know, just being out there on the water with him, obviously he was teaching us to surf, but also hearing about his life story and everything that he'd been through to get where he is. Yeah, from Venezuela, had to move from Venezuela because it was getting too dicey there. What moved Violin. to Canada. And then he literally- Learned to surf learned on to the Great Lakes surf. in like negative degree weather and yeah, very small I mean, waves. Yeah, so just a, a beautiful story and a beautiful life that he's created for himself through his very own will and uh, just incredible. So, and- his just his personality and his soul and his whole vibe was amazing. Yeah, Elias is awesome. Jamie, my buddy who lives down in Tamarindo, who gave me the recommendation. He's like, if you want to go, you can go get surf instructors anywhere. There are a dime a dozen in Coaster in Tamarindo, mm -hmm. tons of surf schools. He goes, go with Elias. Um, and he's incredible. And it just the way he looks at life is awesome, but he's also an incredible surf instructor. Yeah, so we did all our lessons with him. He's incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about it in our Tamarindo Destination Diary. So if you want to know more about Tamarindo, go check that episode out. But um, his his company is called Salt Surf as Life Therapy. And yeah, he just... Which is also clever. I mean, he's yeah. just an incredible and, person. And he said... Was, you know, he, was he also your person? I had... I had Three. Oh, um, okay. But you, you mentioned can't the just have one. you mentioned the other few, so I'll get to them in a second. But yeah. Elias, yeah, just to wrap that up, just said to us, my goal was that I wanted to get somewhere and open up a surf school, and I've wanted to do that forever. And he made it happen. And his, fa you know, then his family started coming. Uh, I think his brothers in Tamarindo, and then I think his parents were coming too. So he, yeah, he created this life similar to kind of how we were looking at our our time in North Carolina. We wanted a life at the beach. We, you know, we we didn't have the struggles that he had to make this happen, not by any stretch. But we said we're going to do this. We're going to make this leap. We did it, and you know, we're look on the other side of it, saying yes, this is what we envisioned for our life, and 
he was able to do that for himself in Tamarindo. So a really cool guy. Can't wait to get back down to Tamarindo, get more surfing lessons from him. Um, check it out. Salt as life or salt surf as life therapy in Tamarindo with Elias. Tell him that Trav and Heather from EPOP sent you. He knows who we are. I still text him, you know, every day. <laughs> WhatsApp him. You yeah. Mean? I WhatsApp him when I go out and surf. I'm like, can't wait to get down and take the wetsuit off down there in Tamarindo. Um, the other people you mentioned, Sarah and Craig, who we met randomly at the, uh, park who've become our closest friends here. Um, they're incredible. And the Argentinian crew that we met when we were in Tamarindo as well, Isa and Rodrigo and their five kids who are like family to us and who we're going to see again um, because they bought a place in Costa Rica and are going to be spending more time down there. So we'll be seeing them again very shortly. So those are the people that we met that I just wanted to call out. And just that's that's why, that's the main reason we love travel is the people you meet from it. And we've been very fortunate to get to meet those people in North Carolina and abroad in Tamarindo. So, um, all right, last one. Biggest mishap. Biggest mishap of the Ooh, year. I have two. Oh, you have two. Well, Can't just have one. Huh? All right. All right. Yeah, I guess I had that coming. Um, I mean, there could be multiple. I just basically have renovations of these cottages because there have been so many things after we peel back layer after layer after layer of floors, layers of walls, layers of wallpaper. There have been a lot of things. So I don't need to go into like massive detail about each thing, including like one not even having a foundation. Um Floor joists sitting floor joist on sand. Rotted, rotted floor joists sitting on <laughs> So yes, but that's kind of expected. And, you know, we've, we're have we coming through hopefully on the other side of that. The other thing, which was kind of like a big thing and very stressful, was when we were trying to move and we could not get a moving van. Not okay, only could we not get too. like a moving company, because we were like, okay, we're 38, we have two kids, we're willing to pay yep. movers to move our stuff. And couldn't even find that. Then we couldn't even find a moving van. I, that was stressful. A moving truck. I had a moving stuff truck. reserved and then they'd cancel on us. I had one reserved and I showed up and the truck wasn't there. This is a U-Haul. Uh, they said, I don't know when it'll be back. I said, I have to be out of my house in two, in three days. I said, yeah, can't help you. Don't know what to, don't know what I can do. Um, so I drove back and forth to this one U-Haul dealer that was supposed to have this truck uh, three different times. It was an hour away. Finally, I showed up just to tell everyone the story. There was a 26 foot truck there. I hopped out. I went in. I said, that better be mine. Like you were supposed to have this for me three days ago. And he said, ah, uh, and I said, there is, you know, I don't like to get angry and yeah. mad. I said, there is no, uh, about it. Give me the keys. I'm getting in that truck. And I said, okay, okay, okay. And someone else was standing there like, oh, well, I think I have a 26 foot truck too. And I said, you don't have this one. <laughs> have you been waiting three days? Like, do you have to be out of your house so tomorrow? And the guy was like, yeah, you know, it is his, like, blah, blah. And I, so it was a debacle. I, I mentioned how we called around to get a van. So the same time we were calling around to try to buy a van, the I was calling every- Not a moving van, a minivan. Yeah, the minivan. I was calling every U-Haul dealer within 400 miles. Like, we thought we might have to drive up to Scranton- Right? To get something? Or that was the Kia? Uh, that I was the Kia. No, that was the Kia. So essentially, the week before we moved, I was oh calling every Kia dealership and every U-Haul dealership and everyone's telling me, we don't have that. We don't have it. I mean, the U-Haul dealers were telling me, we've never had issues like this. This is the busiest moving uh, week, this like end of July, beginning of August that we've ever had. You know, usually August is pretty busy. This is the biggest we've ever had. So uh, it was a debacle, but then yes. And all that is to say, so we get a 26-foot U-Haul, and then I'm like, 
crap. Now I have now to, drive, I have to it. drive this, <laughs> yeah. you know, nine states away or whatever it is. So um, that was certainly a mishap, one we will not forget. Thankfully, it all worked out. But yes. um, a very stressful couple days for yeah. sure. So ending the podcast on that note, I mean, let's think about all of the happy, wonderful times we had and not the struggles, but it all happens in a year, you know, ups and downs as always, you know, sometimes it's a little more exacerbated. It seems like with the pandemic in the past two years, but you know, we still had some amazing experiences, which we haven't even done the experiences podcast yet, but that'll be a nope. good one. And we will be talking about our best meals next. So looking forward to, uh, to dive into the food with you. On my way through I saw you on my way through On my way through I saw you And I'll see you again